Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome to Money and Me. In the last week, the REITs industry down 2.3%, with Maple Tree Logistics Trust down the most at 3.6%. The REITs industry has fallen 11% in the last year, and some believe earnings are forecast to be flat in the coming years. Now, with rates expected, interest rates expected to stay higher for longer, what does this mean for REIT investors? Oh my goodness, you can hear people just wanting to know as well. Uh, with the latest inflation prints, what does this mean for S-REITs? Could there be more adverse news in store? Let's turn right now to our REITs expert, Kenny Lowe. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Michelle. As you can see, people have many questions, Kenny. So let's start with a sense of S-REITs in Singapore. The report card, Kenny, give it to us. All REITs have announced their quarterly results and their business updates. If we look at the latest REIT earnings across all sectors, what did you make of the latest results? Uh, actually, it's, it's, uh, the result is quite mixed. It also depends on the, the time horizon. If you look at the year-on-year growth, uh, DPO growth itself, about a uh, 58% uh, REITs have a growth year compared to this year compared to last year. And about 47% actually there has a decline in DPO. But if you look at the shorter time, time span, uh, basically I, I want to see that uh, what is the rate of change in the short term. I do the half yearly comparison, which means that six month to six month comparison. The result uh, is not so nice. About uh, 37% of the REIT itself reported a growth in DPO. Around 58% actually has a decline in the DPO itself. Only 5% the REIT, uh, basically the DPO, there's no growth and also uh, no decline. So that is the, the short uh, summary on the, the performance so far. Were there any earnings surprises for you, Kenny? There's no upside surprises. Basically, the upside, the best performing sector basically comes from the, the hospitality sector, which is already expected uh, due to the reopening of China and also reopening of, of the economy. The only surprise to me is a more on the downside surprise because I saw the huge uh, drop in DPO in some of the REITs amid the, this recovery phase and when we are coming up on a pandemic, it's supposed to be uh, perform better. But surprisingly, BHG, uh, EC World, and also Lipomo, basically, they, they report a huge decline in the DPU. Those, those are the surprises. It's a more on a downside surprise. All right. When you look at some of the clear winners, who stands out for you? Oh, no doubt it's the hospitality sector. If you compare the half-yearly to half-yearly comparison, a CDL mm-hmm. or hospitality trust come up uh, the number one, the champion, grow by 76% in terms of DPU, followed by Escort. Uh, 43% growth and Fraser uh, Hospitality Trust 32% growth. So in general, wow. uh, all the five uh, re- in the hospitality sector reported a, a, a good uh, DPO growth uh, uh, half to uh, on half on half a comparison. And wow. I expect this growth, this growth continue to outperform uh, in the hospitality sector. This 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 is sustainable. Because now although the China has already reported the, the reopening but if mm-hmm. you have chance to really want, if you want to go and travel to China, you you probably have to go to the China embassy. Uh, the mm. queue time basically is a few weeks. 
you want to go to China wow. to, to have a holiday now, you have to kill. So, uh, How do you know? Have you been there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tried to kill. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, but fortunately, I have an APEC card, so I do not need to kill. I, I have a colleague, oh. baby, he want to go to China itself. He, has, he said that at the present moment, the queue is until end of the month, end of March. My goodness so me. I, so, so a lot of people want to travel. I believe that this uh, symptom also happen in um, uh, other countries also. People want to travel, but the problem is they need to queue for quite long. So, uh, there is a pending demand. Uh, people want to get out, people want to spend money, but... but Basically, they just can't get a visa. That's one thing. And second thing is, if you look at the airline itself, uh, they also need time to really ramp up the capacity, ramp up the flight, and and uh, to really uh, meet the demand. So uh, I strongly believe that hospitality sector still have a, a huge room to grow uh, for at least for for this year. Good news for SRE investors in the hospitality sector, given that assessment that they could outperform for the rest of the year. But what about the losers for this season, Kenny? Yeah, the loser, the worst uh, earning would be coming from a BHG retail rate. The DPU dropped mm. by 46%, which is a lot, half, a bit more, more than half. EC World Read, uh, minus 28%, and also Lipomo, Industrial, uh, Lipomo Indonesia Trust, uh, minus 28%. So I believe that uh, the headwinds will persist. Uh, because uh, all these streets itself, the similarity that all these streets, they have their portfolio in an emerging market. And uh, comparatively, uh, they have a smaller market cap. And if you look at the similarity for all these uh, REITs, which is not really performing, I expect they don't perform uh, until end of this year. Uh, basically, there are four similarities. First is three of them have very high interest costs. So BHG has an interest cost of 4.4% and Lipo more uh, 7.2% and also Easyver 4.9%. It's, it's pretty high. Uh, under the rising interest rate environment, if they want to do the refinancing, I would expect the interest cost continue to, to go higher. Uh, second thing, the similarity will be the low uh, ICR, interest coverage ratio. And the third similarity will be uh, the NAV net asset value, they are on the declining trend for, for many, many quarters. And the fourth one would be the, the exposure to the forex because they collect rental in local currency, but they have to pay the dividend uh, to Singaporean investor in SGD. So uh, because of SGD is pretty mm. strong against the emerging market, so so those 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 probably those are the reason why those uh, smaller cap rate and with an overseas uh, exposure they are not really performing well. Fantastic. Great report card so far. One of the things I'm hearing that's keeping retail investors maybe away from REITs at the moment is uh, wondering what the impact of rising interest rates could be on distributions. Um, wondering how this is going to impact REITs as they embark on acquisitions, for example, and whether or not uh, drastically reduce acquisitions could, you know, in order to avoid being over leveraged, could that then lead to slowing revenue growth and reduce the growth of the distribution payout to unit holders? So JP Morgan says it expects SREITs to stay lower for longer because of stubbornly high inflation prints. And in their latest comments, they say the SREIT rally has been pushed out to July to September with the funds rate expected, the Fed funds rate, expected to peak at around 5.5% versus 5% previously. Let's get your thoughts on uh, interest rates and how they could impact the SREIT market should the interest rates keep moving up. 
Right. At, at the present moment, uh, I do agree with uh, JP Morgan report that actually the, the S-Grid rally will push up to Q3 and Q4. Right, because at the present moment, uh, based on the latest inflation report from U.S., uh, there is an adjustment of uh, interest rate hike, the terminal rate to 5.5%. Because previously, uh, during a December period, the terminal rate for this year, 2023, would be around 5%. Now, with this uh, new uh, latest inflation report, the terminal rate will be 5.5%. And if you look at the Fed Fund uh, Monitor uh, tool, there is also a pop. Uh, there have already come out the probability of uh, interest rate of hitting 6%. So now people are talking about 6%. And the 6% interest rate terminal rate has not priced in into the asset market yet. So if there, the probability continue to increase, uh, I will not, uh, I will not uh, deny or the asset the you, you, you may have another leak down. So it's very much mm. depends on the interest, interest rate uh, situation. And why yeah. at the present moment the S-Rate being pushed up to uh, Q3 or Q4? The reason being is because they, uh, probably the whole market itself, they are still waiting a few more data points. It's still uh, two less data points to make a final decision. Uh, and, and most time will be on the March 21st and 22nd FOMC meeting, what would be the interest rate hike. Uh, and at the present moment, the market has already priced in 50 bits uh, uh, increased uh, uh, interest rate hike. So... Until the whole uh, dust is settled, we have a better visibility. I don't think the S-Rate uh, can continue the rally uh, since, since January. Probably at the present moment, you'll be consolidation mode uh, until maybe Q3, uh, whereby we have a better visibility on interest rate. Because, because if you look at the, the big institution itself, also investor itself, and nobody wants to make a rush, uh, rush uh, investment decision uh, with all this uncertainty in the market. Everyone just basically hold back and wait and see. And at the, at the, at the same time, uh, there is also other alternative, uh, 10 years of risk-free rate and also T-bill, uh, which quite offer quite an interesting uh, uh, high interest rate, about 4%. And it's better mm. to cut the money into the risk-free rate than, than uh, uh, having a risk in the, in the risk sector itself. Let me ask you, as a REITs investor, uh, with the whole interest rate scenario, are you interested in looking at which REITs and their percentage of borrowings, which REITs have percentage of borrowings due for refinancing from now till the end of 2025, just to think about the possible impact, you know, which could be more shielded from negative interest rates versus which are more open because a lot of their borrowings are due for, for refinancing existing borrowings, that is, from now till the end of 2025. Does that interest you? Yeah, yeah. At the present moment, I'm actually paying a special attention to the debt maturity profile because for those rates which have already near, uh, their, their debt is going to mature in 2023 or 2024, uh, if they need to go for the refinancing itself, if they have a poor credit rating and also poor balance sheet, probably their finance costs will increase. And if they are not able to really uh, negotiate a better interest rate itself, their interest cost will increase. At the same time, the, the DPO will drop. So, so I am paying special attention into those areas. And when they are not able to do the refinancing, and the next uh, financial ratio I'm looking at is the interest coverage ratio to see that mm. whether they still have uh, their, their portfolio still uh, resilient enough to generate this kind of income to really pay off all the debt expense. So a uh, balance sheet. Uh, monitoring and also analysis is pretty crucial at the present moment.
and, and different timing, we need to use a different financial ratio. This just happened that during this period, more on the debt covenant, uh, loan covenant, and also guarantee ratio, ICR, debt maturity, that will be a uh, more important financial ratio to, to pay attention to. Because mm. I understand Capital Land, Ascendus Reed and Capital DC Reed have less than 30% of their borrowings due for refinancing from now till end 2025. So the Singaporean Investor.sg, uh, for example, says that, you know, you could look at these as more shielded from the negative impacts of higher interest rates. Um, it's also looking at the percentage of borrowings that are hedged at fixed rates as you know, REITs that could be more protected than those without. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would agree that I think this year, also last year, uh, was the easiest uh, year for the CFO to manage it because the interest rate does rise too fast, too, too rapid, too high, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of uh, uh, operation parameters has already changed. And this is also a very good stress test, I would say, uh, to the Singapore REIT sector itself. Whichever REIT they are able to go through this uh, high interest rate environment, they are still can survive uh, because they have a strong balance sheet moving forward. That would be the probably the, the REIT that investors should put into their core portfolio. So so I would say that uh, at the present moment, I think focus on whether they are able to survive under the high interest rate environment is more important because I have already seen some of the REIT that have difficulty to, to do the refinancing Right, they are also uh, talking about they have to divest away their property in order to meet the uh, covenants and also the reduce the current ratio. So those are the negative uh, event for the rate itself. Because if you sell away your, your property, that means your yeah. future income will be affected. Right. W- when you look at the balance sheet so far, I mean, and, and bearing in mind the rising interest rate scenario, is there any attractive entry point for investors? Attractive because at the present moment, although some of the REIT they are uh, selling at huge discount, but because of macro uh, headwinds and also sentiment, uh, probably the share price will be depressed. Okay, for example, why the share price will be depressed? First thing with the yield spread. If you look at the current ten-year uh, government bond yield for Singapore about three point four percent, and also compared to the Parkway Life the REIT about three point six percent, you don't have any yield spread. Right, if you invest in the Parkway Life, you get a 3.6% dividend yield. But on the other hand, you can get a 10-year risk yield of 3.4%. They only give you 0.2% risk premium. Does not really make sense to, to really accept that kind of risk. So the the yield spread definitely will deter the uh, investor interest. That's that's one thing. And second thing is basically the big institution. They are uh, still sitting on the on the sideline to to keep and watch. But if you look at the US big index itself. Uh, they are trading quite close to a 200-day moving average. It, it's around there, ding-donging. So uh, if there is any positive news, uh, if they break above the 200-day move, move, uh, average and also move into bullish territory, then maybe the sector rotation back to the risk sector itself. So, so at the present moment, what investors can do is uh, identify those bits uh, uh, those uh, which uh, sell under the huge discount, uh, focus on the blue chip, and uh, with a strong sponsor, and maybe can accumulate in, in phases. And, and you, we investors just have to wait patiently uh, mm. to wait for the uh, interest rate to pivot, the whole economy uh, situation uh, become uh, clearer uh, to minimize the risk. That is more on the core portfolio side. So uh, if investors have a higher risk appetite, 
that can fit mm-hmm. uh, those, uh, look for those reads which sell at huge discount because some of the reads at the present moment is selling at 50% discount to the book value. 50, Which one is that? Right, all those uh, US commercial reads. <laughs> see, okay. That, right. Uh, because there's a fear in the market. Right? And, and, the, and the dividend yield, it can range from 12% to 16%. It's crazy. Right, Whoa. but whether it's sustainable or not sustainable is another story. But if you are contrarian, if you are buying a property right. uh, at a low, so when the whole market recover and hopefully recover and eventually it will recover, it's a matter of time. So beside the capital gain, you still can have a decent dividend. So it depends on investor whether they have a strong card or not. So uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's good. It's good to have the core and satellite portfolio during this. Okay, that's very nuanced, but you know I have to ask you, against this backdrop of hawkish interest rate hikes, which REITs do you expect to hold up well in this environment? Okay, I would say that uh, REIT with uh, long uh, debt maturity, because they don't have any fear of them need to refinance at a higher interest rate, and mm-hmm. also high percentage of fixed rate, and, uh, and high uh, interest coverage ratio. With a strong sponsor with a good track record, Okay, just an example, Parkway Life, Fraser Logistics and Commercial, Cabot DC, right? Uh, fundamentally, balance sheet, based on balance sheet itself, they are strong, uh, but uh, due to the sentiment issue, they may be set off. At, at the present moment, basically, the rig index itself just, just broke the, the support and now heading towards the 600 uh, uh, level uh, for, for the positive uh, rig index. So, at the present moment, uh, there's a short-term downtrend. I would say that uh, you'll be depressed for a while until March 21st uh, FOMC meeting uh, to have a better, clearer and visibility on the risk sector itself. Absolutely fantastic speaking with you, Kenny. Thank you for your insights this morning. Thank you, Michelle. Kenny Lowe, REIT Specialist and Independent Financial Advisor, helping us with the REIT scorecard so far and to understand how REITs could perform in an aggressive interest rate hike environment. I'm Michelle Martin and this is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.